Dorgan Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. Serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com episode of the Vampire Movie Minute Podcast, the podcast that takes the vampire movies of our choosing and breaks them down five minutes at a time. And tonight we are going to be covering the 50 to 55 minutes of the movie Life Force from 1985, directed by Toby Hooper. And joining me is... Scott Danielson. And the beginning of these five minutes, we start with the uh, looking at the Earth orbit, and we end with some makeout sessions between uh, a couple of our lead characters. Correct. Uh, he doesn't want to expose the world to what is in the cargo hold, so he decides to take it upon himself to burn everything, starting with the giant rubber vampire bat prop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sets, uh, yeah, Carlson is, is, we're finishing up Carlson's flashback from the last five minutes, and, uh, he indicates as soon as he got into Earth's orbit, uh, he's the only one left alive, doesn't think the vampires should make it to Earth, so he basically... <laughs> I guess unleashes all the oxygen that he can and then sets stuff on fire and uh, includes a very long drill bit type looking. It's a very odd looking kind of blowtorch to burn the bat and then hops in the escape pod. And then so it answers the mystery of why the, uh, the Churchill was all burned out as he did it. So that's why that happened. And when he burns the, bat prop which is basically just the rubber bat that they had <laughs> yeah it's like a little fire it's not really like a big fire <laughs> no it doesn't really even seem to catch it just seems like he's like yeah i burned a little bit of it that'll that'll do it i did it right on its face so at the fifty thirty eight minute who is that on the hanging on the wall I can't tell. Uh, based on the, uh, honestly, I would if you told me it was an important figure in British history, I wouldn't be surprised. But I was not able to determine who that was. Mm. And the um, set, I think, is very well put together. That he's running through, flipping the switches and everything, trying to block off the uh, passageways. Um, you know, Toby Hooper uh, credits the uh, prop master for this. You know, just a very elaborate looking you know, set for him to run through to make it look like a, you know, spaceship. Yeah, it's kind of, it's an interesting straight shot between, uh, you know, basically just starts, it's like, all right, going to open some doors and this, all the oxygen levers happen to be here and the vampires are right next to the escape pod for some reason. And that's where he ends up, ends up, you know, going out as soon as uh, everything starts exploding. 
And then we cut back to uh, the gentleman going over the, the events with him um, as he continues his story. Yeah, they, they say that, oh, you know, we understand. We, we, we can't imagine how hard that must have been. And he says that, no, you don't understand. The hardest thing was leaving her. Like, I was drawn to her, even though everything in, you know, in my instincts was telling me that this was wrong and that she had killed all my crewmates. So indicating, you know, kind of what we'll get at within the next couple of minutes, this subconscious or telepathic bond between him and Space Girl. It's her strong sexual magnetism. It's got to be what it is. I mean, you see a woman like that, you are... It, it's it's not easy to just be... Unless you're, you know, a homosexual, then you're going to be completely drawn to her. You know what I mean? She just... Absor- she just, you know, she, she exerberates... It's probably like the pheromones or... She just has this, like, allure to her. You know what I mean? I mean, especially mm-hmm. if she had clothes on. Even in her face, you can see it. I mean, everybody seems quite taken with her right away. And so he's he's kind of hinted at this before we in the last five minutes. So it's it's interesting to see. Um, well, we, we see where that goes from here very and quickly. An unusual structure is leaving Haley's comp and arrive on Earth in two days. The prime minister um, calls uh, Kane to, uh, with some orders. But, um, who was the prime minister in 1984-85? I'm guessing that's Thatcher, unless I'm completely off base. But mm. uh, but uh, my guess is that they didn't want to include her name. Kane watches sleep. Uh, sorry, watches uh, the captain sleep. And Colonel or Captain? He's here. Captain. He's a. What is yeah, it? let's see. Leader of the conservative. Yeah, she was the leader of the conservative. Yeah, she was the leader of the conservative party up until 1990. So yeah, it was it was Thatcher. Ah, sorry. gotcha. Um, and uh, so Kane is watching our astronaut sleep. And then uh, while he's sleeping, he's kind of convulsating. And then um, all of a sudden, a bat shows up, and it's she transforms in, the bat transforms into Space Girl wearing a robe, clothes too, which she quickly loses. <laughs> and she has just got this hypnotic stare at him. And what does she say to him really quickly? She says, "Close your eyes." Yeah. And then um, after that, she says, and then uh, Carlson says. Uh, you're giving me your life, and then she says you're taking it, and then he starts kissing her boobs. That's that's where we go, and we've got a uh, we've got a lot of lightning, we've got a lot of kind of neon, you know, kind of blue, kind of blue and red mixing together. A lot of lightning strikes. It's, yeah, just like there's lightning strikes in the background, and the colors are all very like red and blue and neon, and a lot of stuff going on. They're kind of bathed in in. Red, kind of red and pinkish looking light. Yeah, it, it's uh, Toby Hooper describes it as like a Mario Bava erotic sex scene. It's basically like vampire erotica is the way they they describe it in the commentary. And a lot of people would agree that I read you know comments online about this particular scene. And he's definitely going to be like the luckiest man on earth in this scene with this <laughs> gorgeous you know beautiful woman who's going to be like I mean because he does not look like he's in his twenties. So he's got to be, like, in his 30s or so. And, uh, you know, she's, like, 18 or 19 at the time at the, at the, of the uh, filming. I mean, she had yeah, just like, turned right. 18. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty – It's pretty. <laughs> the discrepancy is, like, it's it's one of those things where it definitely – regardless of what the, the casting process was, it definitely feels like something, like, a writer would put in for themselves, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, this is the hero, and it's like – he's like me, and then there's – this really hot woman who's 18 and or looks like she <laughs> so. 
Also, you can definitely tell some continuity of certain parts of uh, the movie versus other parts of the movie. So in a previous minute, I talked about how she came to the set Brazilian waxed, which means you go completely hairless on parts of your body, um, Mm -hmm. legs, private parts. And they couldn't allow that to happen on the censorship. It was just too much exposure of the outside of the uh, the vagina, the, the, the vulva. Is that what it's called? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Okay. So they had to do like some patchwork fake hair to cover it up because they were just like like they were gonna get an N C seventeen rating, X rated. They didn't want that. They needed an R rating. Um however in this scene you can definitely tell that they didn't do that with the fake carpet as there is a bit of a landing strip and it looks completely real versus what we see later on, which was taped on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's that's definitely it's a it's an oddity of costuming. <laughs> uh, landing strip versus the full forest, whichever you prefer out there. Whoever's listening, that's totally your preference. Just saying, we point out yeah. all the continuity errors in, in the film. Yeah. Um, but uh, the movie, uh, sorry, the five minutes ends with them continuing passionately kissing, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. With the red lightning, and also you hear kind of like. What sounds like cat sounds maybe beginning? That's a little. That doesn't quite start until later. It's all it's all hunky dory until we get to our next five minutes. But yeah, it's it's not it's it's definitely not. The sounds aren't great. It's all classic, you know, Dracula's mansion sounds going on thus far. Yeah, it looks like they're in like a churchyard too, huh? Yeah, it looks like a graveyard. Honestly, it looks like a, a crypt. Uh, in many ways, like it just the, like it looks like there's fencing. It looks like there's kind of like on, um, I don't know if you've ever seen like kind of I'm forgetting what they call it, but like a mausoleum. That's it. So it looks like they're almost kind of in an unfinished mausoleum, and you know he's laying in it, and she just appears to him. So yeah, it's all like you were saying, the very gothic horror vibe to it. Mm, definitely, it's it's just an absolutely beautiful scene. It's very tastefully done too. It's not, you know, it's like, and she's on top too, which is. Important to point out, considering who she is. <laughs> I would not expect him to be in that position. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely filmed it in a way that she has the power in the lovemaking. Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what, what's that position normally called? Uh, I, I think it's just woman on top. I okay, don't know. Cowgirl, I think they call it. Cowgirl? Okay, that's right. Yeah, Definitely. Um, so, and I just thought that was very important. You know what I mean? Whenever she is doing something or whatever, she's the one in power. You know what I mean? She's the one taking control and she's the one who is doing it in any way in all the lovemaking scenes. That's actually, I think what it is, is she is, um, the one who is initiating it. Yes. It's, I mean, for what you can say about like perhaps the, you know, nudity being gratuitous from time to time, you can, it's definitely very clear that she is seducing the men in front of her so it's it's never it's never them taking advantage it's just her allure uh entrancing them and to essentially get what she wants or indicate a connection or something like that mm-hmm. definitely and the psychic connection between the two is very reminiscent of vampire stories like van helsing would use the psychic connection between mina and dracula to draw to uh find where dracula is yeah which is uh which is something that will come up in the next five minutes that's something they they use do you remember the movie John Carpenter's Vampires, which I think that should be our 
wow, what are we on our third, fourth, so our fifth film after what we do in the shadows should definitely be John Carpenter's Vampires because think about how much is in oh, that movie. <laughs> I think I've seen the opening scene of that movie. I don't think I've seen much further than that. One of the best lines of that movie is when James Woods is discussing the uh, w- you know what vampires are really like. He's like they're not a bunch of uh, Euro trash running around in uh, formal wear. Uh, a, a bunch of fags uh, seducing you with their accents. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, James Woods, you know? <laughs> uh, prophetic, uh, unintentionally perhaps, for James Woods. Uh, a friend of mine interviewed him for the Blu-ray for that movie, because he's you know, oh, a wow. star, and he's like, you know, despite whatever you know about him politically, because he is a certain type of supporter, um, he's a very nice person. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, I mean, my, that's that's what I've gotten from unfortunately that seems to be just like what like in most professional settings it's fine it just seems like as soon as you get him out of professional settings it's not the best so mm. well that will be a movie for another time that we will uh maybe get to because uh these movies take a little while to, to uh to get through uh boys and girls so um especially if they're yeah. as long as this one so I, what we do in the shadows i think is about an hour and a half so that will be definitely shorter but that's all the time mm-hmm. we have here for this five minutes of the vampire movie minute podcast scott where can they find us uh, they can find us at the Vampire Minute on Twitter and the Vampire Movie Minute on Facebook. And I just wanted to note, uh, because uh, we breezed past it really quickly, but at one they mentioned that the structure is leaving Haley's Comet. If they had actually followed, if they had actually followed it as much as they, um, it just reminded me a lot of the Austin Powers bit in Austin Powers Two, because the the ship that they're talking about is supposed to look like a dick, <laughs> so. So they could have done that entire radar gag that they did in Austin Powers too. So, but anyway, so yeah, well, we're at the Vampire Minute and Vampire Movie Minute. Excellent. And we're also on the Movie Minute podcast group as well, where we post there, and we're on their website too in the Vampire Movie Minute. We're all the way at the very bottom because our, our podcast starts with a V. So we're not at the top with the alien guys. <laughs> Uh, But thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another five minutes of the movie Life Force.